Hey you, how have you been? Really? That good, huh? Well, whatever you're experiencing, whatever you're going through, I am so happy that you decided to take a break from it and join us here on the Self-Consciousness Podcast. Today's episode is super special. Um, I got in touch with Mike Brancatelli. Uh, I saw him being interviewed by Jessa Reed, and I may have mentioned her a couple of times on this podcast. You might already know that I stand Jessa Reed. I love Mike's perspective, his energy, and his humor. He started off as a stand-up comic, and he is actually he's a veteran podcaster at this point. Mike hosts the Mikeadelic podcast. Um, and it's all about psychedelics, perspectives, philosophy, consciousness, you name it. Uh, this is a really fun conversation. Want to apologize ahead of time for some bad sound issues, getting that resolved. You know, only 15 episodes in. Hope you enjoy it, guys. So Mike Rancatelli uh, of Mikeadelic Podcast, thank you so much for joining us today on the Self-Consciousness Podcast. We Thanks for having that. me. You're so welcome. Um, I I I heard you on one of Jessa Reed's Patreon live streams, so that's that's how I found you, and uh, and then just watched another one with you guys over the weekend. How did you? Yeah, meet I Jessa? saw you in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, I guess just through mutual friends. Okay. Uh, Noah Noah Lampert. Yeah. Uh, Ramin Nazer. Uh, some other people, Jennifer Sodini, a couple other people, I think. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm Jennifer. <laughs> this is Jermaine. And I am Jermaine. <laughs> hey, Jermaine. Hey, nice to meet you, Mike. Nice to meet you, and nice to officially meet you, Jennifer. Yes, um, and thank you so much for your patience with all the technical issues today. So, Mike, you've been doing this for five years. This is, I was looking at your, I was trying to go back and, like, listen to your very first episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I was, you know, because I'm definitely, uh, you know, trying this new thing. I'm late to the party. So um, this new thing called podcasting. Have you heard of it? So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So so five years you've been doing your podcast. And, and can you tell us a little bit about what your podcast covers? Yeah, it's wow. It's so hard to kind of put it all together because it, it's evolved over time it's definitely changed a lot and it's changing more now um but basically just weird stuff i mean things that i guess normal people would consider to be weird or taboo so a lot of talk about psychedelics consciousness reality magic occult esoteric things um and then also some political stuff philosophy psychology like i'm just interested in a lot of um a lot of things that, that, you know, metaphysical type things. Who are we? Where are we? What are we doing here? What does it all mean? That kind of stuff. Um, but it, yeah, like I said, it's kind of evolved over the years. And I'm starting, I, I started in stand up comedy and I was on another podcast with a comedian friend of mine, Dave Smith. And, and then I left that show and then I kind of went on this crazy journey of psychedelics and living in Peru, drinking ayahuasca and all that stuff. And, we can get into that if you want. Um, Definitely. And now I'm kind of, yeah, now I'm kind of <laughs> back to more of uh, 
a comedy kind of perspective with everything else tied in. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so just a couple of things you're into, just like some small, just a few things, just a couple of things. Wouldn't it be great if it was just like, you're like, what's, so what's Mike Adelic about? And I'm like, woodworking, (laughs) (laughs) just crafting, you know, (laughs) a little bit of knitting on the crazy days, which sounds, sounds like it could be relaxing and nice actually. That would be very soothing. I can sit like an A, a little ASMR kind of with your, yeah. I, I was like, oh, so I have like so many weird, random, talking about weird stuff. My questions are, how did you get the rights to the to Muse for your theme song? I Do don't have that? the rights. Okay. Oh, yeah, let's forget about that one. Edit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they, they will f- they'll flag me on YouTube, but yeah. that's pretty much it. And and basically what they'll do is they'll just say any um, money made from this po- like video will go to Muse. And I'm like, fine, because I don't really do anything on YouTube. So it's just you know, I don't really care. That's so funny. And, and thanks for them for letting me get away with it for so long. Yeah, that's really cool. So I wonder yeah. what what song we should use. So we should use Groove is in the heart then for this, right? Right. I mean, Delight's not getting back together. Delight's so not getting back together. I mean, like they won't sue us. We can kind of, yeah. It'll just show that we're old. Um, so that's kind of what we would be expressing with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I noticed that, like, you know, some of your, <laughs> I think the random episodes that I that I did pick up, like I I picked like a cross section. I wanted to get like a good sort of idea of what you talk about and 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 for some reason all the ones that i picked you were talking about like sound noise like construction noises or like paint fumes or i was like oh the ones that i was mentally insane (laughs) oh yeah those ones so you're a sensitive guy you would you would say you're a sensitive guy Uh, yeah to your environment and you don't you used to live in new york is that right or you grew up here I I lived in uh, New York City for like eight years. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, and I grew up in the suburbs, like Westchester. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. we're we are in Jersey City, so we're like right across. Yeah. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, and now you're in Colorado. Yeah, now I live in De- I've been living in Denver for three years now. Nice. That's awesome. Like yeah. I really like it a lot. Yeah. Is everyone from Brooklyn like moving out there? That's kind <laughs> there's of a lot of people moving here for sure. I mean, everybody that I'm friends with. Uh, seems to be like from somewhere else. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What's the What's the difference in the vibe like from New York to to there? Like, the huge is it like the opposite, total opposite of being in New York and something always going on? Or it, it kind of feels like it's it's uh, the city of Denver, which I live in, like the city proper. It it just kind of feels like a big. Williamsburg, Brooklyn, kind of, or like a mm. queen, like a story of queen, like the layout of it, you know? Yeah. It doesn't have like the big matrix grid skyscraper thing in New York where you're like, how do I get out of this thing? I'm, yeah. just, I'm, I'm in the <laughs> pave, pavement, steel, and glass. Um, so that's really cool, and the people are really cool. And I really like that, you know, when I moved here, I, I started working on the decriminalize mushrooms campaign. Um, and, uh, we passed it, we won, and we're going to go for the state level in 2022 for decriminalize all drugs. And, um, so I like the spirit of things out here that people seem to be able to get things done. Cannabis is legal. You could just walk into a shop and buy weed. I think these are kind of important things to me. And so, Mm -hmm. 
uh, and nature, like getting out into nature. It's like so easy to just go hit a beautiful hike or just walk around a park. It's it's sunny all the time. It's great. Oh, that's do, awesome. Do you ever come back to visit? And are I'm, you like, I haven't been back, you know, because of this thing that we're in. I haven't been back. And uh, I, I am scheduled to be back in New York on April 22nd um, to see my family. I, I miss my family, you know, and I haven't seen them in a long time. And so we'll we'll see. I'm still not 100 percent sure if I'm going to be going or not, but yeah. we'll see. I'm sure it's going to feel really, really great to be back here after yeah. being in Denver. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Well. A lot of cars <laughs> beeping. Um, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, you listened to an episode where I was basically, like, losing my mind, right, from... I mean, I, probably because, like, I, we identify with that. I mean, yeah. I was living in downtown Jersey City, and, like, uh, it like it was just, we were right down the street from, like, Firehouse. So mm-hmm. it's just there's no there's no way to to think. And I do mm-hmm. intuitive work, so I do psychic work, and it's not really easy for me to get into that sort of, you know, calmness. It's just such a frantic energy around here. Yeah, totally, yeah. But in Colorado, yeah. it's super easy. <laughs> it it is. It's a lot it's a lot better here for sure, definitely. I once had a, a meditation teacher tell me that uh, in New York City and he's like these are just the sounds of the environment, you know? These are just the sounds of our, our environment, and we have to be at peace with them. We can't fight them. I think there was, like, some truth to that, but I just couldn't handle it. Like, I was meditating. I'm like, the sounds of the environment. And I just heard, like, eh, eh, fuck you. Like, you know? I'm like, just the sounds of the environment. We're all nature. This is all nature. I was listening to um, – I'm working with, a sh- like, a shamanic practitioner, and I'm trying to kind of learn from that angle. And one of the things they say is like, whatever you hear outside of you, imagine that that's bringing you deeper into your like theta, like level, like into your into your meditation. So it's like, fuck you. You're like, that's right. Fuck you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Um, I love Jess. I'm such a huge fan. I don't know her personally, um, but I, I've definitely been uh, trying not to be a creep. Uh, trying not to creep around but I, I have asked her to be on the podcast and she's scheduled to be on next week so we'll see how that goes cool um, yeah well she's great I love her yeah yeah um, I know, Jermaine already knows like oh, yeah. he's like alright that's your thing so m- my thing is I'm more of the sort of new age spectrum and, and Jermaine is not Yeah. well you know I, I, I understand it and I'm learning through Jen but I'm you know, I come from a, a religious family, spiritual background, so I can identify with a lot of the things that she's that she's talked about. So, you know, I have a little bit of a perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what religion? Really, everything. Um, my my dad was a Jehovah's Witness. My mom is Presbyterian. I grew up in Catholic school, Lutheran school, um, but I am non-denominational. So, because I've had so many influences. Um, and I'm not really big on organized religion, like yeah. churches. So it's more so just me being spiritual. Oh, cool. So you guys have an interesting, you know, back and forth kind of perspective that you can play off each other, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. I mean, we're, we're both like anxious, insecure people. So we're yeah. like, let's just make a podcast about it. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, like we... Like our first episode was really just like talking about like we were so, like we were insecure kids, mm-hmm. and now we're insecure adults. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think oh my god, I mean that's just like how 
who cannot relate to that, right? Uh. It's like so relatable. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, I, I also I realized last night I was like, I don't have an in- inner voice. It's always I always put it out. Like I, I don't oh. have that like editor. Yeah. I think I did a lot when I was younger, and then I just got to a point where I was like, fuck, no, I'm just. People are unfortunately going to be burdened with every play-by-play that happens in my brain. <laughs> yeah. but, and, um, yeah. and I do have an inner voice, but uh, I still manage to uh, get out stuff that has not been edited. And uh, I'm, I can but say some... Me. <laughs> a little bit of TMI and, and all that good stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's my middle name. Nice. I mean, Mike, I, you know, like one of the biggest reasons, I really love your perspective on consciousness. And like that's kind of... You know, I do love how you, you kind of, you bring all those things together, you know, and, and you do have a very specific perspective on kind of what's happening in the world right now. Um, like, what's coming up for you this week? There's been a lot going on, but I, we don't oh my God. not to watch the news, but like, what's well, coming up Well, me too. This, this week has been crazy. I, <clears throat> I, I deleted Twitter from my phone like a while Ooh. ago because I had like a Twitter problem sometimes. Uh, and I'm just like, I don't need this, you know, but for whatever reason, I decided to put it back on my phone. Cause like an addict, you're just like, well, maybe just one tweet, I can right. handle this, you know? <laughs> um, but I always do the same thing. Like I get on and then it's like a day or two and I realize this is a completely toxic environment and nothing gets accomplished here and I have to get the hell off. But yesterday I kind of, uh, got into a, a real back and forth with, uh, Shane Moss, comedian Shane Shane Moss. Okay. Um, are you familiar with him? I think I am. Is he the, yeah, uh, the he one ho- that got fired from SNL? No, that's not. No, no, no that's no, Shane Gillis. Uh, okay. Shane Moss. He he's like a pretty prominent in the psychedelic space, and he hosts a podcast uh, called Here We Are, where he interviews scientists. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, we just kind of got into a little bit of a, a back and forth on some disagree with disagreements or some different views but that was interesting because i was doing that yesterday uh right before i went to go get shot up with ketamine at an injection facility in here in denver and uh (laughs) yeah and i'm like this is this is so not healthy to be getting whipped up with like social media drama while i'm supposed to be like dropping into a healing space (laughs) with an extremely powerful psychedelic so my week's been uh, off to a great start. Now I'm trying to chug Gatorade because I'm dehydrated. Ugh. What flavor is it? <laughs> it's a Ar- Arctic Blitz. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Tastes like a Blitz from the Arctic. Cooling you down. Yeah. Um, so what was the experience like? If you wanted, to, if you're okay to talk about it. Yeah, totally okay to talk about it. I um. You know, I've I've worked with a lot of psychedelics. I've played with a lot of psychedelics, uh, and um, for me, I've I've experienced chronic depression my whole life. And I in 2019, I went to a ketamine treatment facility called Innate Path in in Denver, where they give you ketamine. Well, they don't. You get ketamine from a doctor, and then you go there, and there's a psychotherapist there that sits with you. And their whole approach is a somatic approach. So they focus on what is happening in your body, where are you feeling tension, tightness, these kinds of things. And they guide you through the experience while you're on ketamine. And it was 100 milligrams of ketamine. It was amazing. It, it, it really pulled me out of the 
uh, abyss that I would fall into, the bottomless pit of depression. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that, but oh, yeah. it's... Oh, no. Yeah. Not depressed at all. <laughs> I'm the happiest I'm person totally in the world. <laughs> I've never experienced the dips. I don't, know what, I don't really understand that. What is he talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally this morning, we're like, are we up for this? Yeah. So don't worry. You've made it as a podcaster when you do that. Right. I just have to say. I still do that to this day. I recorded with someone the other day. I'm like, ugh, do I really want to do this? Like, ah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 what, the, the short of it is that it, it really, instead of going all the way down where I feel like I can't get out and I'm just stuck for weeks in this depressive gray cloud of nothingness and numbness, it has uh, lifted the, the floor for me so that I, when I dip, I don't dip all the way. I'm able to get out of it a lot easier. And uh, ketamine is, I attribute that to ketamine treatment. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like so, the, the net under the trapeze. So exactly. Yeah. Right. And then now I'm going back again for the for the first time since since then. And it's, it's really helping. Yeah. That is awesome. Damn. And come on, New Jersey. Like, what the hell? I know, right? It's coming. You guys have passed some, some cool laws uh, recently, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I think it's coming quickly, in New York, too. Yeah. As quickly as we passed it, New York was like, whoa, wait a minute. And then they had to catch right up. <laughs> like, whoa. Well, we did. We had the idea first. <laughs> no, <right. laughs> Whatever, we're New York. Fuck you. I hate New York City. I will. I will trash New York City at any I hate opportunity. It too. Yes. It's a cesspool of of crazy people and yeah. disgusting uh, car horns and yeah, it's terrible. I mean, like, come on. Like, it it gave us Donald Trump. That's my biggest thing. I'm like, no matter what you can say, New York City that gave us Donald Trump. If yeah, it's the epitome of Trumpism. Yeah. As born, like a as an energy, as a culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's like yeah. I'm like buildings shaped like penises. Come on. I've been like, waiting thirty is... seconds for my coffee. Where's my coffee? I've been waiting thirty <laughs> seconds. I'm gonna give this place a one star review. Yeah. <laughs> That's, really That's the cult into Yelp one star review culture. <laughs> I decided for some therapeutic reason, which didn't work, uh, to rewatch Sex in the City. Um, just to identify where where my life went wrong <laughs> by receiving those imprints throughout my like twenties in the early two thousands, yeah. and he was in a couple of episodes. He was. Oh, yeah. he was. Yeah. I think wait, wasn't he also in um, Home Alone, yeah. Lost yeah. in New York? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like all over the place. He, yeah, he's 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 fake. He's just like a fake person. Fake I have a friend who just says fake news whenever I tell her something that she doesn't like. Like she's like, nope, fake news. <laughs> like in, like seriously? Yeah, like or just yeah. oh okay, oh wow. I'll be like, yeah. I don't know, I feel like I'm not like so pretty today. She'll be like, fake news, whatever. Like no. Oh okay. Yeah, oh. Like in those kinds of terms. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was in support that. of him and just no. wanting to quote him at oh, any sorry. any I chance you got. Clear. <laughs> well, I just I just I just put out a podcast today called "Science Is Fake." As oh, I saw that you just posted. <laughs> just a troll like <laughs> kind of thing because it's like, funny to get. What do you what? What do you mean? And then, you know, I don't know. I, I, I like to do that sometimes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. You were talking about um, some kind of cleanse with Jessa that you were like you put on. Maybe you put it out through Clubhouse or it was like some kind of like butthole cleanse or, or like a 
like to, to like pooping some kind it was like a farting <laughs> cleanse or something. <laughs> i and know I what you're talking like, about yeah my my fake course yeah your yeah. fake course that like people with sacred flatulence use. yeah that's right <laughs> yeah Chant, harness the power of your sacred divine butt wind <laughs> That's what we love here at the self-consciousness podcast because, <laughs> yeah, there's just too bad. I mean, the thing is, it's like you would absolutely get at least four people ready to give you deposits. I know. I kind of want to actually do it, like, as a goof. I think you goof, should. And then and just kind of embody it and tell us, like, how it went. Because I, I think we're living in, in uh, the LARPing era right now. What is that? Like, I heard you guys talking about that. I don't know what that is. Live action role play. So, like, Jessa talks of uh, life as, like, a video game, right? And I agree with her on that. And it's, like, you know, everything now is such an abstraction. It's it's not direct. Like, we we don't come in contact with actual real, like, gritty – most of us. Most of us privileged to have internet access and clean water and things like that. It's just we're going more and more virtual. So then you get these things like QAnon and you get these crazy conspiracy things and all this wacko stuff. I mean, there's real stuff happening, but you get a lot of wacko stuff that comes with it. And then people take on those roles and dress up with buffalo horns and go to the Capitol because it's live action role play now, like for real. Like we're really taking the video game and putting it into the world. And so yeah. it's just everything becomes a performance. Everything becomes theater. Trump's, you know, was pre- like everything, yeah. you know, it's just been this this whole production. So it's like, yeah. um, I don't know, you know, I think it's kind of it's uh, there's a great documentary called Kumare, actually, um, that I highly recommend uh, about an Indian American guy who um, basically does like a, a whole LARP as a character um, kind of trying to get a message across that just because he's an Indian guy wearing a robe, that doesn't mean that he's a guru. Uh, so, yeah, and he yeah. puts it on and he develops this whole following and he just treats it as, like, real the whole time. It, it's fascinating. Damn. It's a fascinating, like, social, psychological experiment um, about, like, how we – what we latch on to and why we follow certain people and why we have – certain preconceived notions of this person's sacred and this person's wise and this person's not, you know, that, that kind of thing. Down. Yeah. Uh, Kumare is, the name. I think it's on Amazon. Okay. You could find it. It's yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta check that out. Oh my God. It's so funny. Cause I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, that I guess that sort of like virtual, you guys were talking about, uh, you and Jessa had been talking about like this idea of mainstream like when we were kids i'm the same age as jessa so like in the 80s it's like there was just one mainstream right and then like everything kind of with the internet and and social media and all those things it just kind of broke apart there's not one mainstream but i i i feel like there's still those themes but i do feel like as people who are more conscious are waking up as we're kind of looking from a new perspective we can identify the patterns and we know mm-hmm. it, and the patterns are like agenda, you know, mm-hmm. um, control, fear, like all those things that people are like, oh my God, about now. But it's like, well, yeah, it's kind of always been this way, but we're just, we're seeing it now because it's just, it's out there now. It's just, it can't hide anymore because we're opening yeah. up to being more compassionate and stuff. It's just, it's just not in the perception anymore for it to be hidden. So it's like, but yeah, um, totally. I mean, I was well, just thinking, that, oh, that's, go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, no. Right. 
I was like, come well, on, I, Mike, I have all these things I want to talk about. <laughs> well, I just wanted to, I wanted to comment on that because it's really – it's exciting to me to think about that um, because a lot of people can see it as maybe a bad thing, you know. Uh, but I see it as sort of a giant, you know, ayahuasca ceremony, if you will. And we're all sort of going through a challenging trip because there's a lot that's – coming to the surface there's a lot of like traumas and wounds and hidden things and everything is coming to the surface so quickly now because we are all kind of like waking up but waking up is challenging and messy and difficult and you have to you know handle it in a, a, a proper way and integrate it and everything and that's i think the process that we're going through because we live in unprecedented times where where everybody's connected all the time and new content every day new information every day so it's it's this exponential increase it's like you know ripping you know i've been through some like heavy psychedelic ceremonies especially with ayahuasca it's like the purge it's like that feeling of like oh my god this is terrible um but i th so i think we're we're gonna be okay, but it's just messy right now. Yeah, we're all coming online. Yeah, yeah, that's, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, a lot of coming online this year. It's been a hard year so far. But <laughs> yeah, it's been tough. Yeah, but sure. also like an awesome year. Yeah, true. Exactly. Yeah, it's a lot of like, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like there's just sure. so much like a lot of the shit that we're letting go of is really. The stuff that needs to be, mm -hmm. <laughs> like right, uh, yeah, like the stuff that is not serving us as as humanity anymore is like try we it, and it's it's really hard, you know. It's if you have attached to a particular identity, right, yeah. or or you see yourself in a particular light, like to to let that go and to go into the unknown of what's next and what's new, and it's scary yeah. for a lot of people. Can you talk a little bit about your, I guess. You know, whichever experience you feel like was the most profound in terms of whether it was an ayahuasca or the psychedelics. I mean, I've never done psychedelics. I Are mushroom either. psychedelics? Yeah. Okay. I've done psychedelics with very little. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I haven't done them really in a in in sort of ritual, which I, I would really like to do. Um, mm. But yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? One of my most profound experiences. Yeah. <sighs> what do you think well, was the most life-changing ones? Mm. Well, I would have to say the m one of the most life-changing experiences was uh, my last night of drinking ayahuasca at the first retreat that I went to in Peru in 2016. Um where I, I uh, had a, uh, a you know a profound experience to say the least, but I basically just obliterated my entire existence, and I just wasn't like in a body anymore. I I wasn't a thing. I was formless, you know, uh, kind of a non-dual experience. And um, I had been, I I like I stood up. So we in this ayahuasca ceremony, everybody sits in a circle and I was in the room with about 20 people who I had gotten to know over the course of the week that I had been there or 10 days or something like that. And um and the the last ceremony is supposed to kind of like close you up 
it's called the arcana ceremony they they do all this work on you from the the previous ceremonies and then the last one is like sealing up the energy and getting ready you're getting ready to go back and that is not what happened for me what happened for me was i was totally blown apart uh in a good way and um everybody usually lays down on their mats and things like that and i just like had this i felt almost possessed like i felt like i i had like stood up and my body was like doing all these weird things and i was kind of like convulsing and like you know back and forth and uh and then i started speaking and like kind of in a sing song way um which i later found that like a lot of the words i was saying were sanskrit words and like i didn't know anything about sanskrit or anything like that um and um and then i remember before i left my body seeing the image of jesus and buddha and they were out in front of me in like this white light and then they just merged together and then that's when i completely just left my body and i was just in this like infinite eternal euphoric place um and uh you know the 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 healers like saw the the shamans that were there the medicine people singing the ikaros the the healing songs like came over to me because they saw that I was dealing with a, a big amount of energy and you know one of the facilitators was like you're, you're this is a big energy like can you breathe can you like ground this in the space and and they like really worked with me personally um, and intensively and I remember coming back into my body and then just sending like love to like myself and sending love to all the people around me thinking about all the people that were going through things and hearing their stories and being like I love you I hope you get healing and I just saw like different color energies like shooting out of my heart shooting out of my hands my head like right here and um like sort of like third eye position or whatever and so that was intense and powerful to say the least and then the next day, the, one of the weirdest things was the woman sitting next to me was, was like, yeah, I looked over at you when you were going through this, and I just saw, like, this ball of white light. I, and I was like, wait, what? I was like, you saw me as a ball of like That's what I felt like I was. And then someone else said the same thing, and then someone else said, I felt your presence, and you came to me in ceremony and all this stuff. So all this, like, just mind-blowing, weird stuff that I was totally not prepared for. I thought I was just going to go down and drink ayahuasca and, like, oh, great, I'm going to, like, stop, you know, smoking cigarettes or whatever, you know? <laughs> like, I'm just going to – I'm going to be able to get a little fix, – fix that a little bit. And really what I got was just being completely blown to bits in this, like, transcendent – divine non-dual experience and uh then i went back to new york city <laughs> wow yeah so that changed my life oh. no no that that's that's an awesome experience that that you had but like what would have happened if they didn't come over and help you get grounded like what because you were already blown apart with them helping yeah. you right so like what this sounds really intense it was really intense. It was really intense, but it also felt really good. I think it looked kind of – from the outside looking in, it it could have been perceived that it was, like, really challenging. But it, I, it, it was challenging to sort of hold it and be there because it was just so much energy flowing through me. Yeah. You know, it was like, oh, my God, like, I'm feeling the energy of the universe, of consciousness, of the divine. And – it, it was like almost too powerful to to hold um so they they came over and they did their shamanistic 
things with singing and working with me and breathing with me and uh, suplar with like mapacho and smoke mm, and kind okay. of all this stuff. And so it, it really helped. I think that that was also a, a, a key point in time because I realized that it's not just the plants or the, the chemicals, but it's also the people who are experienced in that space, the shamans who are regarded as doctors. You know, they, mm. they, they actually call them ayahuasqueros or um, the healers. They, they don't really go by the name of shaman, but I, mm. I just say that so it's easier for, I guess, people to understand. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, like, if, because I've heard of stories, like, I've never tried it. I'm actually a little scared too, because um, I'm not sure yeah. if. You know, like if you have like, um, you know, certain medical conditions, like if like I know there's a lot of requirements, like there's a whole process, like you have to you start preparing like a month ahead of time. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's a good attitude to have about it. You know, like mm -hmm. as far as psychedelics go and ayahuasca, plant medicines, fungi, toad medicine, whatever you're getting into. Yeah. Listen to what you feel is right. And 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 try and, you know find as much information out as you can and, and see, yeah, see what medications are not good, mm -hmm. you know, contraindicative and, and things of that nature, like uh, SSRIs, for example, mm -hmm. um, they, they want you to go off of, I think a couple months before and uh. there might be like some heart medications. I don't know all the medications, but yeah. uh, that's a good perspective to have is to play it safe for sure. Okay. You know, it's not for everybody too. So. Yeah. No, I thought I was just being like, you know, just a punk and like, okay, just go ahead. Cause it took me forever to even try um, ecstasy just because of that. And I, you know, it's been like years since I've done that. And that's awesome. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I hear about the ayahuasca and I hear about the, 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 I guess maybe the bad, not really bad stories, but I guess the, um, how intense it can get just with your bodily functions and everything. And, um, yes. you know, but it's great to hear you. Like that's, it just sounds like an amazing experience you had. So that's very, very cool. Yeah, it was. And, and it, I, I debated like I for a long, long time, I I heard about ayahuasca and then it was about over two years. It took me to actually go and do it because mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I was also scared and also like, I don't know, what, what is what is this? I want to know more about it. And and it is uh, it can be scary. Yeah. It can be challenging, very challenging. And I think that for me, I also sort of knew that but i didn't fully understand that because when i came back to new york i wasn't pr prepared to um handle the integration process that was required of me mm -hmm. you know like i was talking about before shedding your identities or things of that nature i wasn't ready to let go of kind of the life that i had created because mm -hmm. and then but naturally it all fell away anyway because i but i was like resistant to it so i just had to suffer which sucked yeah. but if you if you could find a place where you can be at peace with that and like kind of let go of the things that aren't necessarily serving you mm -hmm. and i couldn't realize at the time i was like why are these things going away i want them i want them um but they just weren't good for me anymore and i could it's not like they were anything like evil or malicious or bad it was just it wasn't part of my new story anymore it was hard gotcha. for me to yeah so yeah. jen what was do you have anything you were no, trying to add? no, okay. I was, I was like getting all flustered. Thank yeah. you, CBD oil, for keeping well, <laughs> me chill. Because I'm definitely like, go. oh, right? fuck. Well, Jen, like, what, you could, what? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, you could put a, a, a break if there's a break. You could just put, thank you, CBD oil. Just general, exactly. 
Just all CBD. Right? Thank you. CBD with a little bit Sponsored of THC. Sponsored by I know. all CBD. I know. We're, we're getting to that. I mean, we haven't... We, I was like talking to Jermaine about doing sponsorships, and then I was like, "Oh, you need a thousand listens before they even." So we're like, "Eh, we're yeah, just gonna yeah. do it for our own like therapeutic reasons." That's yeah. really the point of the podcast, anyway. But yeah. what were you gonna say, nice. Jermaine? Oh no, I was gonna say like you know I was I was telling Mike you know how I was uh, afraid to to ever do ayahuasca, and I probably won't ever do it. Because it, it'll probably take me a year to, to get off the meds I got to get off of just to be. But like, what was your, like, were you also fearful of it? Or how do you feel about ayahuasca or one day trying it? I mean, I'm, I'm open to it. I think I just don't want to throw up. That's the. Or diarrhea. Or diarrhea. Or, you know, strangely, or, or something I new. wouldn't mind that. I don't know. It's more the throwing up. <laughs> yeah. Who knows why? I mean, is that something that happens to everyone or is it like it just. If you don't no. prepare right. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's a common like I hear that all the time, you know, from people and, you know, rightfully so, because that's what a lot of people talk about. But, yeah, it didn't happen to me for the first like, you know, a bunch of times like it, it was because it's really it's not like uh, vomiting or it's it's they're not like normal uh, bodily movements that we would have every day or mm-hmm. maybe your worst puking experience, drinking too much or something. It's a, a purge is what they call it is really. La, la purga is the is what they will call ayahuasca yeah. because it, it wrings things out of you. It really like like a sponge. You just like or like you know you just wring it out. Um, so it see it seems to come from like a different place and it always feels different too than mm-hmm. a normal thing. And so a lot of people can you can purge by crying or or sneezing or yawning or just like an energetic purge. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't happen to everybody though. Okay, but it is common, definitely common. Interesting. All right, so that's one thing to re- remove from my list of fears. Uh, <laughs> cool. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I love the idea of doing it with a practitioner nearby and someone who can really, you know, just guide you. And um, and I, I want to do, like, a mushroom trip where I can do that, like, with a guide. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we did that actually last, last weekend, <laughs> me and a couple of friends. Because oh, we, yeah. it was the anniversary of my business, and I was like, I want to do something special. It's 4-4. This is a four-year anniversary, and I'm 44, and a big dork. So I was like, we've got to do something. So my friend got mushrooms, and then we just went to the like Liberty State Park, which is in Jersey City, yeah. and it's really pretty. And um, yeah, it was so much fun. And uh, nice. Yeah, it was it was good. We brought like tarot cards and stuff because that's how we roll awesome. now. Yeah. Yeah. Not like good. drinks or anything. <laughs> There's like that and food. Um, but it's it's interesting. I was I kind of wanted to come back to the, this whole thing about kind of like um, the perspectives of what's going on in the world today. I had an observation yesterday and I wanted to throw this at you guys. You know how like there is this theme that we have in movies and stuff about like zombie apocalypse and how that's just like a thing. Like where, mm-hmm. like that's an accepted thing. Like everyone knows what that is. I always, I was realizing this yesterday um, because like zombie apocalypse, like this idea, I guess in the nineties, it was more like vampires was the thing. And mm-hmm. like now it's like the threat is like zombie apocalypse, but it's like, 
the people who sort of get bitten and are just kind of like, I think of those people as kind of like everyone who's still existing in like the third dimension. And I'm wondering if that's been some kind of like, well, we can kind of like beat this and we can kind of keep ourselves safe and like survive. I don't know. I was just like drawing all these conclusions between what is that message for us? Like underneath (laughs) this sort of concept or archetype of that narrative of like the zombie apocalypse. And it's like, why do we keep that alive? And in a way it's like, are we, are the zombies, all these people who are like, you know, trusting everything they see on the news or, you know, everything they see on the internet. I don't know. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, that's awesome synchronicity because I was uh, thinking about that too yesterday. No. Were <laughs> yeah. you also watching The Last Kids on Earth? <laughs> no, I, I had a, my recent guest uh, on my last two podcasts ago uh, did, did something on Twitter where he was talking about uh, the zombie movies and making uh, an analogy to what's going on in our world. And a little bit of a different take, like he he's he calls it like a, a wokeism, but like I you know I think that 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 word originally like started off as something that was good, and then now it's kind of like, you know, you see people like trying to just I don't know, like I said before, I think it's just like a messy process of everybody waking up. So mm-hmm. you know, my friend says that again, back to the video game thing, it's like. This is Grand Theft Auto, and when you beat the game, there's nothing left to do but run around and shoot people. So it's like there's we, we've accomplished everything that we could possibly accomplish in the material three-dimensional reality We've you know that now we're just kind of like hunting for things for whatever reason because like zombies, they hunt for brains. They don't know why. They just – because they want to turn you into them. They don't want to like – they don't want to kill you. They, they want to make you one of them, mm-hmm. and it's like – that we see a lot of that you know it's a lot of like well you don't agree with me so you have to be you i want you to be like me instead of kind of like trying to hear people's positions but it it also takes a lot of time to hear people's positions or views or beliefs you have to really sit down and get to know somebody and it's and it's hard to not it's hard to like trash someone when you are like in front of them and you know them and you're you, you know you're you're get you're 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 like sharing common humanity with them so I think that, yeah, I think that we are in sort of like a zombie apocalypse, like dystopian movie right now. But I also think that there's another metaphor happening as well, which is the one of like the the computers taking over, the conscious, like robots becoming conscious, the Matrix, Westworld, like all these things. And I think that that's kind of a metaphor for a lot of us who would be the zombies or the robots who aren't conscious and that we're coming online. We're gaining consciousness. Pe- the people who are in like 3D kind of like mainstream sort of not really growing with the changing times are still in that like robotic way, you know, and uh, and I think that, that those movies are also a metaphor for like waking up to, you know, and so it's really interesting because – you know, it, it, it's uh, I think that's it's spot on. And I can't believe you, you brought that up because it's like I was literally like, yeah, we're like completely on the same page. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I literally wrote it down. I was like, I even wrote it down yesterday. I was like, this is something I'm going to need to talk about. I, feel, I mean, like, 
I, I think when I see, so I have two kids, they're 10 and 12 and they are, and they're very limited with the amount of like media that they're exposed to for, I mean, they, they still get plenty, but they, they're pretty limited. So it's just interesting to me when I'm watching movies with them or shows, cause I have to, like, that's how I have to bond with them. I make it sound like such a, I'm like, oh, that's how I have to bond with them. But, um, but it's like they were watching The Last Kids on Earth and we've listened to it on road trips, like on like audiobook or whatever. And then there's like this cartoon, but the whole thing is that they are The Last Kids on Earth and it's like the zombie apocalypse. And I'm like, so by the time these themes reach kids movies and like kids TV, it's, it's a thing. And it's something mm-hmm. that they're, you know, they're, they're basically trying to kind of like, bring into the mainstream or, or bring into the consciousness, like the collective consciousness and this theme of kind of, and, and the reason why I found it interesting yesterday is because they, they have this like choose your own adventure on Netflix. Mm. So it gets to a point in the story and then you can click like one of three choices, which I mean, I I found that kind of interesting and, and just to kind of see what the writing is and kind of like why they're, why they're doing this and kind of, seeing the choices that my kids made, which is like, oh, yeah, build a robot. It's like, you have, like, five minutes before this monster is going to destroy you. You're going to build a robot. And, and it was actually the way to go. I was like, it's just, like, how do they? And Wait. I was like, why did you want to build a robot? And they're like, because it's cool. And I was like, oh, all right. Sure. And this is the last kids on Earth? This is the last kids on Earth, yeah. yeah. And is, is, that, is that for kids? or? It's for I kids. I want to see it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean... <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, yeah. right. I love so those much. choose your adventure. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's um, really good because one one of the most effective ways to change people's minds is through fiction storytelling. So if you can make a really compelling story and it's cool and it has a good message in it, yeah. you know, like um, you think of like the old classic fairy tales. You know that like that people would tell. I don't know, like Jack and the Beanstalk. Is that one of them? <laughs> yeah. Jack yeah. and the Beanstalk. Is yeah. that one? James so and the Giant Peach. Scary. You know, I know. These, yeah, They're others that are popular that I don't know, but they, yeah, they. But there's like always, I think, a good message in there, which is, you know, don't climb a giant uh, beanstalk if you see it, because yeah. maybe a giant will chase you yeah. <laughs> and try to eat you. Super right. creepy. Yeah. Then I think about the kind of stuff that we watched as kids. It's like, man, I was yeah. explaining to someone like I think I saw Porky's when I was six. Oh yeah. What's that? Oh. Look it up everybody. <laughs> Porkies. <laughs> Porkies. It's okay. like Reve- or like Revenge of the Nerds. Like oh, I've really heard of that. Yeah. like stuff that a kid Oh yeah. should yeah. not be watching. Yeah. yeah. It's like no wonder. <laughs> no oh, yeah. wonder. Mm-hmm. It's so fucked up. I've really like tried to basically stop them like any kind of exposure to that. Um mm-hmm. But I do notice one of the one of the things I do notice, especially from like cartoons and stuff in the last like 15 or so years, there's like there's like a big push to get kids thinking about like romance and stuff. This is oh, something yeah. that like I don't know why I'm like aware of this now. It's because like my kids are not into that kind of stuff, but they show like these budding sort of like relationships for it. And they're very of course, they're like totally heteronormative and these just like budding relationships or like crushes or like these situations with kids that are like pretty young. And I, for me, I find that really gross. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that's 
that's not okay. And my kids are very like, eh, oh no, you know. But meanwhile, there's kids their age who are not only watching adult things, but like super adult things that they shouldn't be watching. And it's like right. they're moving into like these teenage years where they're they're so innocent. And I've like tried to mm-hmm. keep them innocent, but there's just this hypersexualization. I don't know why I'm going into this, but why not? Oh no, um, yeah, you're right. I mean, it it, it is. I, I was just talking about this the other day about how uh, I remember when I was in, I think fourth grade. Okay, so what am I like seven or something, or how old? Of eight, nine, something like nine or ten? I nine. forget. Yeah. <laughs> My it, and nine. it was the the O.J. Simpson thing was going on oh, yeah. at that time, yeah. and and like everybody was watching it because this was like the birth of the reality TV kind of culture that, you know, and if you think about it, it was like Robert Kardashian and like, yeah. you know, the, of the Kardashian, like he, you know, all that the high little, little seed planted. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. why, like we were watching it in my classroom. Like oh my God. I'm like, we're watching a, a, tr- a murder trial. <laughs> like oh what? God. Like, you know, just the, even the subject, the subject matter of what was going on. And I remember that being in, and it's like, we shouldn't be exposed to that. Like, this is not for kids, you know? Yeah. I I never understood that. I, I think I remember, this is like a weird thing, but I remember watching um, one of those TV shows about kids who were, who were uh, abducted. And there was like a, it was like a documentary about Adam Walsh and they discussed like how they found him. This was like a little five or six year old kid. And I remember watching that on video, like in like fourth or fifth grade, I was like, this is, we shouldn't be watching this, you know? And it's like, I don't know, but I, but I also feel like I'm going to inadvertently fuck my kids up because now I'm like taking it away from them. And they're like, ew, God, you know, like just to like, you know, please me and be like, God, I don't know why they're thinking about that, you know? And like, I don't want to inhibit them. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I noticed that in like the last kids on earth, it's like a cartoon. I'm like, come on, why does everything have to be about this stuff? Like, I think that's, Mm. that's my biggest beef with media. It's like, especially this idea that, okay, you know, people will be people. There is war. It's just reflecting what humans do and things like that. But it's like, so if the media or this programming is reflecting what humans do, why can't we have like higher goals with this stuff? Like Mm -hmm. we know that it affects us. We know that it, it, causes imprints on us which affects the way we grow and affects the way we grow into ourselves and like why have to point out like war game like why does it have to be about war why can't it be about like building or like working together um or love it's like i yeah i'm so angry and bitter towards the entertainment industry and not because i tried to work into it and it like it didn't didn't accept me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> went to school for TV production, wanted to be a TV producer, but could never work in the business. But it's like, I, I really like dodged a bullet with that one. Yeah. I don't know. Well, now you're producing your own show. Exactly. So it's like, I think that that's the message is like everybody just do your own thing, create what you want. And I think there's a lot of people that are creating really good, like nourishing, wholesome, positive message, higher vibration content. Unfortunately, it's like you have to find it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. not just r- right there available. Uh, I thought a good movie that had a good message. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Was um, Soul on uh, yeah. on Disney Plus? Yeah. I really enjoyed that, and I thought they were dealing with some really high concepts there. 
and it, it was entertaining, I think, both for kids and adults. Agreed, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And I, <clears throat> I know people had issues, excuse me, <clears throat> with, um, like, Tina Fey. Like, people tried to create issues with that movie. <laughs> uh, like, oh, Tina Fey, um, how could they get a white actress to, to play? And it's like, the the character she was playing what didn't have, like, a personality, right? It was just, it didn't have a sex, didn't have anything. So, like, what are you talking about? Right. Um, but um, but yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. I love the, the the main takeaway for Soul for me was that pizza can change things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I I just had I just had some like pepperoni pizza last night, and it was one of those days where I just didn't eat, and like me and my friends, I was just like, man, this is just the best. <laughs> it's just the it's just the best. Like pizza's the best, and I love that they had that in there where she gets spoiler alert, sure. where she like ex- experiences Earth and she eats pizza, and she's like, oh my god, this is delicious. I'm like. Now, now you're now that's a message I could get behind. <laughs> Let's all unite with cheese, sauce, bread, and little tiny pepperonis that curl up with the grease inside. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> do they have good pizza in Denver? No, nah, yeah, they do. Actually. No, they yeah. don't. Really? Like, I'm like, come on, Mike. That's not the answer we want. I know, I know. It's, I know you want the answer like that. It's like everyone from like the tri-state area, New York, yeah. New Jersey area. Like I used to be that way too. Like I would go places and just be like, yeah, this place is pretty cool, but the pizza is not that great. <laughs> like we could have like a Garden of Eden utopia. You know, I could go there and be like, I mean, it's great. Everybody's really nice and it's euphoric and blissful and peaceful and we're all vibrating really high, but the pizza is just not that good. So I'm going to go back to Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hate exactly. that. About they don't us. know how to make bagels. They don't know how to make bagels either. They call this a bagel. I know, seriously. Yeah, there was an article. But I can't I wait that... to come back to New York. Oh yeah, I know. Stuff. You're gonna see that Jersey. it's declined because it's like everyone from New York has left, and then everyone else came back to New came to New York. So there, mm. there's a lot. So the Denver that. pizza is gonna be there, and the New York pizza is now here. Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Well, Mike, thank you so much for talking with us today, and I apologize for all the technical issues. Um, yeah, no problem. It's been a it's been a real joy. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Thank you so awesome. much for making the time and being patient, and uh, and hopefully we will have you on again. So tell everybody where they can find you. Find me on the internet. <laughs> I'm. Uh, <laughs> Mike Mike Brancatelli. Uh, my website is Mike Brank B R A N C. Um, kind of, I had to Ellis Island my last name for the internet because some people it's just it's too long, you know, oh. it's just too long. So, yeah. uh, MikeBrank.com is my website, and Mike Adelic is the podcast, and it's everywhere: Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I got a Patreon where I do uh, some things like bonus stuff and have like a, a Discord chat group and all that good stuff. But yeah. I'm out there. Find me and message me. I love talking to humans and aliens alike. Awesome. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate you coming. Thanks, on. Jennifer. Yeah. Thanks, Jermaine. Thank you. Hey everybody, thank you so much for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know Jermaine and I did. 
It was really fun to talk to Mike. Uh, hearing him talk was the reason I wanted him to come on the podcast. So hopefully you've enjoyed that as well. I hope if you don't know who he is, that I'm introducing you to someone that you will listen to in the future. Um, again, his podcast is called Mikeadelic. That's M-I-K-E-A-D. Can't spell. Hold on. E-L-I-C. You can find his podcast where you find everyone's podcasts on your favorite place. Spotify happens to be mine, not sponsored. In any case, um, it was such a fun conversation. Let me say that one more time. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, If you have any questions that you want us to answer, any topics that you want us to talk about, please go to our Instagram. We are at The Self-Consciousness Podcast. Um, You can also go to my Instagram is at the Jennifer way. Um, just hit us up. We are super happy to give you what you want. Take care, everybody. 